0: And TikTok is all about how to use the gift of time to build a great life. How to use the gift of time to build a great life. And so, um, and today that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about, here's the title, building or this idea of building a great life. You can go ahead and write that down if you're taking notes. Building a great life. <clears throat> and... Um, as it concerns time, uh, you know li- life is so fast life goes by so quick, you know it's uh, I can I can recall 18 years ago, very vividly days, like entire days when I was 17, 16, 18 years old um, and now I'm mid30s and it's like man, where in the world did time go? you know or if you have kids you, you really, get to experience this in real time, correct? It's like, wow, they're 10, they're 5, they're they're already 3, they're 13, they're 18. Time just goes by so fast. And I think um, much to my wife's um, point during the ministry moment, uh, there's a lot of noise out there in society, and there's this temptation to build our lives on the noise that's out there, Um, what's on The media outlets and and what's on social media, so on and so forth. But the Lord wanted me to start out with this question as we land the plane. And uh, the question is this, is is the Holy Spirit building my life? Is the Holy Spirit building my life? And I've just come to find out, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was 19 years old, raised in church, but didn't know the Lord. Uh, you, you can go to church, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have a personal relationship Absolutely. with the God who's building the church. Um, and so uh, 19 years, I'll tell, I'll tell this at the end, but 19 years old, I gave my life to Christ and um, I, I built my life. I've allowed the Holy Spirit to build my life and honestly i i couldn't imagine where my life would be without the holy spirit and um so just a little church history if you can bear with me for a few minutes Um, jesus when he was upon the earth he lived for 33 years and during his ministry which was about two and a half to three years long he taught about the holy spirit and giving the promise or the gift of the holy spirit and then um In Acts chapter 2, if you're taking notes, um, there are 120 followers of Christ. Christ has since ascended back into heaven. He's resurrected. He's ascended into heaven. And you have 120 believers of Christ gather in an upper room. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit falls uh, like tongues of fire on these people. It's the day of Pentecost. So uh, Pentecost means 50. So it's, it's 50 50 days or so after uh, uh, the resurrection and so on and so forth, after the crucifixion. And so all of these Jews are coming from other other nations to gather in Jerusalem for the Pentecost. And so you may have a Jew that, that just for modern terms, that speaks Spanish. You, you may have a Jew that, that speaks, for modern terms, like I'm saying, that speaks English. You may, you know, Russian, whatever, but they're all converging to Jerusalem. And the Holy Spirit falls on these 120 believers or followers of Christ in these Uh, visiting jews um, they they hear their language being spoken by the natives and what they're saying is is that jesus is the messiah jesus is the messiah in their language and so the bible says that peter was a disciple of christ preaches the good news the gospel about jesus and three thousand people come to christ on this day and so the church in one day goes from 120 to instant mega church, right? So a lot of people won't like heaven, because a lot of people don't like big churches. But heaven's gonna have trillions of people, and it's and if you think it's loud in here, on a Sunday morning, oh my God, the angels better give you some earplugs when you get in there. Like, here you go, just it's it's loud. Yeah. So anyway, but so three thousand people receive the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter two. And then the gospel begins to spread people are leaving Jerusalem going back home churches are being born Uh, communities are being turned upside down demons are being cast out Uh, people are being healed families are being changed husbands are coming back to wives Jesus is moving through the church and the gospel is spreading across the Roman Empire and um, God raises up a man named Saul of Tarsus Saul of Tarsus Saul is a persecutor of Christians He hates Christians. He kills Christians. He locks them up. And then um, Jesus knocks him off of his high horse one day because he's on his way to a city called Damascus to arrest Christians, and and he blinds him. And so Saul says, "Uh, who is it? I'm I'm here, Lord. I'm here, Lord. And Jesus says, "Uh, this is Jesus of Nazareth. Why do you persecute me? Because if you persecute my people, you're persecuting me. You're hurting my heart. Why do you hurt my church? You're hurting Jesus when you hurt his church. And and so he lets him stay blind for three days. And then Jesus sends a prophet named Ananias to his cell. And Ananias, by the power of the Holy Spirit, cast the spiritual scales off of Saul's eyes. Because when you're not in Christ, you're walking in spiritual darkness. And the Bible says that you're dead in your sands, and your spirit and and your soul is already dead if you're not in Christ. So he takes the scales off of his eyes, and Saul uh, is renamed Paul by Jesus Christ. So Saul means exalted one, um, Paul means humble. And Paul would go on to become the greatest pastor, the greatest preacher to ever live. So 15 years later, Paul has an assignment to the Gentiles. So he leaves Jerusalem. He's going all over the Roman Empire and he's preaching and people are getting saved and he's raising the dead and lives are being changed. I mean, it's amazing. You got to read the book of Acts. 15 years later, we pick it up in Acts chapter 19. And it says this here, uh, while Apollos was in Corinth, Uh, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. So, these are followers of Jesus. And here's the question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And, and, And I think this is where we are right now in current society. They say, no, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So 15 years, I mean, this is, this is still new. Like the, the, everything about church should be, no matter how far it's spreading, everything about Christian doctrine and teaching should be hitting the edges of, of society. And just within 15 years, you have some churches that aren't teaching about the Holy Spirit, People don't know the power of the Holy Spirit. They haven't experienced it. They haven't experienced the freedom that the Holy Spirit provides. And Paul's like, "Okay, you believe, but have you heard of the Holy Spirit?" And they said, "We we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit." And I think this is where we are currently today. I believe um, a, a few a few a few things. There are a few groups that sit in in these three services today. The first group, you have heard. A very unhealthy teaching about the Holy Spirit. So you're confused. As a matter of fact, the, the concept or the idea of the Holy Spirit scares you. It's like spooky. It's like, oh uh, no, that's weird. Um, because you've had unhealthy teaching, or you've you've lacked teaching in general. Uh, you you've been raised in a church, or, or maybe you've never been in church, and you've never even they never taught about the Holy Spirit. I was raised Baptist. Um, missionary Baptist, to be specific, it gets confusing. Like, you got different sects of every site, like just Bible. <laughs> and so, being raised in the Baptist church, never heard a teaching on the Holy Spirit. Never heard a teaching on the Holy Spirit. Um, then there's some of you who have had um, unhealthy church experiences with the Holy Spirit. Not necessarily the Holy Spirit himself, but how the, how the church expressed the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of people who come to highlight, we have to help you heal and understand the Holy Spirit in a healthy way and slow some things down because it doesn't make any sense to have the gift of prophecy, but you and your husband can't get along. You can't call someone to pray for them or to care for them or you can't pick up some trash when it's in the lobby. Y- 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 you have no love in your heart because you went to churches. This is the way I term it. You went to a church that loved to have gift gasms. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. They just enjoy speaking in tongues to know, and went home and cussed out their mom. Right. You know? wow. So, uh, someone say unhealthy experiences. Unhealthy it's experiences. just it's bad. It's gift gasms, and so there's just a lack of clarity. And, and today, I think in order for you to build a great life, you, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to, to build your life. And so well, I want to clarify who the Holy Spirit is and then how to receive the Holy Spirit. And we're out of here in about 20 minutes. Sounds good. All right. So who is the Holy Spirit? Let's teach a little bit. Someone say teach. All right. Let's let's teach. Number one, he is God. So, so he is not a force, or or wind that the Father uses. (laughs) I, I send you the wind of my Spirit. No, he is not that. He he is he's God. He is he is God. He's eternally and simultaneously existing in three persons, because God is triune. He is three in one. God is the Father, the Son and the holy spirit this is the the, one of the natures of god he's a triune being okay and so how does that make sense pastor okay well my name is joshua i am husband father and son right one person three functions okay it's the same thing with god one one person the father judge creator um Sustainer of all life, the Father, Jesus Christ, Savior, Messiah, um, Anointed One. That's his, the Holy Spirit, Teacher, um, Convictor, Comforter, Advocate, Friend. One, one Spirit, one Person, three different functions. Right, and so I am one Person here. I, I can operate in three functions. I can stop and kiss my wife right now. I can minister to you all. If my, if my kid was to come up on the stage, I'll give him a hug, make sure he's okay. Send him off to the, I can be all three at one time right. if I need to be. Right. All right. Um, and so it says this here, 2 Corinthians. This is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. He says this here. May the grace of, here it is, catch this. The Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all what he's saying is may god in his fullness be with you at all times right so he is god uh number two he is a person the holy spirit is a person and in order to be a person a full person you must have a soul okay a person has a soul um As a person, you are, here it is, a triune being. So you know in Genesis where it says you were created in the image of God. That simply means, it means a lot of things, but one of the main things it means is that you are triune just like God is triune, right? And in in order for you to have a soul, you have to have three things. Number one, God has a mind, a mind. He is a person. First Corinthians 2.11, no one can know a person's thoughts. Here it is. Except that person's own spirit and no one can know god's thoughts except god's own spirit Mm -hmm. so god has a mind he has thoughts he has an opinion everything about your life god has an opinion about Mm -hmm. everything that's going on in current events god has a thought about and so we need to be seeking his mind for our lives right his opinion about israel and palestine his about politics right god what do you think about not what biden thinks not what the the palestinian people think who are protesting and the israel no god what do you think about it right what is your mind on it because come on now because honestly what people think don't matter and it'll lead you down a dark place and that's where we are in this society right now. Here it is. There are so many questions in society. There's just a questioning spirit running the, running the earth. And it's a confusing spirit. And so it's like, wow, a million people are on that. Let me get on that team. Because they can't be right. It's only 15 people on that team. Let's, let's jump on that team because they got to be right about it. No, like we're going to stop and, and we need to ask, what is your mind? In order to be a person, you, you, need, you have a will or desires. Yeah. It is the one and only spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, who distributes all these spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. So when you get saved, he gives you spiritual gifts, okay? He alone decides, someone say decides, decides. which gift each person should have. So here it is. God has a will. That's right. In order to be a person, you have desires, you have a will. God has a will. The third thing the Holy Spirit has is emotions. So what? Your thoughts, your, your, your desires, and your feelings. So he has emotions. That's what makes up your soul. And it says this here, Ephesians 4, a, And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Yeah. Wow. So someone say the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. is a person. As a person, he has all these things. We can bring sorrow to him. We can bring joy to the Holy Spirit. Some, some translations say don't grieve the Holy Spirit by the way that you live. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. A couple more things about the Holy Spirit. I just, I have a lot of lists today. Is that okay? Um, I'm just teaching. Here it is. Um, he is the gift of Jesus to us. That's so important for you to know. C- Christ understood he couldn't stay with us. Um, His ministry would have been limited had he stayed. So so he had to die and go to heaven in order so that he could live on the inside of us so that the kingdom could spread across the world. So he promised this gift. It says this here. But now I am going away. John 16 to the one who sent me. Not one of you is asking where I'm going. Because you're so, so stuck on the fact that I'm leaving. You're, you're not even asking me what the plan is, right? Instead, you grieve, here it is, because I, of what I have told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. What he's saying is, is that if I don't go away, we can't truly become intimate. There's no way you can have the grace and the power to live out the calling of God on your life just by simply following my voice and my commands. I need to live on the inside of your heart. So this is good news that I'm actually dying for your sins. Like, number one, you're going to be forgiven, and number two, I can fill your soul. He said, this is good stuff, guys. I know it sounds sad right now, but I'm going to see you one day, but I need we need to be intimate in, in your soul. And then he says this, let's keep going. He is um, God within the believer. The Holy Spirit is God within the believer. That's so powerful. Mm. That lets me know right there, like, as long as I have the Holy Spirit, every need in my life is met. Every single need in my life is met. Affirmation, approval, power love every need in my, my bank account can be empty i can have a bad diagnosis i cannot have a friend in the world but as long as i have the holy spirit as long as i have god come on now i have everything i need you have everything you need and once again, the devil wants to blind you with all the noise. You're single. You don't have a friend. No one's checking on you. All that noise. All that noise. And you forget this simple, profound truth. is God lives in your heart. The creator of the universe abides in your soul. And you have everything you need. Wow, we just, we gotta, sometimes we just gotta stop and slow down and just meditate someone say meditate. meditate just meditate on that man I have everything of everything I need and it, it says it right here the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead Romans 8 11, lives in you Come on. Come on. and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you Amen. so 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 here, here, here's the thought before Christ was born The spirit of God, if you're taking notes, would would rest on people. It would rest on people for a period of time, for a purpose, and then it would depart. And this is why David said in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, he said, let not your spirit depart from me. I need your spirit, right? When Jesus was born and when he walked the earth, what was his nickname? Isaiah said, and he shall be called Emmanuel, You know your famous, one of your, your favorite Christmas verses. He shall be called Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. So before Christ was born, he would come on man, right? When he was in the earth, he, w- he was with man. And then when he resurrected and ascended, he sent the spirit to live within man. So over the course of history, it's been this progression of God trying to trying to be with us. Right. Ever since the garden, God is always trying to trying to get back with us and be yes. intimate with right. us. That's good. Can we put our hands together for that? Oh. Cool. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow. So how do I receive the Holy Spirit? Is this simple teaching? OK, I know I'm not spitting and yelling and hollering and flipping. Is this all right? Yes. All right. All right. How do I receive the Holy Spirit? Well, number one, I got to repent. I got to repent. Someone say repent. repent. The word, if you're taking notes, it won't come up on the screen. I'll just give it to you. Hebrew, the word repent is shove, S-H-U-V, repent, and, and it means to turn. And I think this, we're going to start speaking to the heart for the last 10 minutes, okay? We spoke to the mind, Ellis. I think this is what a lot of people are looking for. Because when we're, when we're in the world, we're searching for God. We don't know it but we have this big God void, right? The drinking and, and the sleeping around and the lying and the stealing and the cheating and the conniving. What we're doing is we're looking for God and we're trying to fill this void. And, and the Bible just has one simple instruction so you can be, have a fulfilled great life. It says repent, it says turn, right? Or in the Greek, the, the term is metanoia and it means to have a change of mind. It means to have a change of mind. It means, here it is, to make a conscious decision about your life and your relationship with God. And every single morning you wake up, God gives you that decision. He gives you the opportunity. Do I want to continue in my dysfunction? Or, or do I accept the grace of God and just simply turn to him? I'm not saying clean your life up. I'm not saying clean up first. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. Then turn to God. No, like in the middle of your mess, in, in the middle of your addiction, in the middle of your pain, the Bible says just repent. That's right. Just simply repent. It means to turn. It says this uh, Ephesians. Once you were dead because of your disobedience in your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. Whew. Mm. Whew. Obeying the devil. The commander of the powers in the unseen world. A lot of, someone say noise. noise. A lot of noise. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. So this is something here. I just, I just caught this. 18 years of walking with Christ. I just caught this. And the devil is either in your heart or the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 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 There's no in between. That's the word of God. Can can I read it again? Because I don't want you to leave thinking I'm mean. It says this here the commander of the powers in the unseen world. Can, can I read this? Yeah. Alright, here it is. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. So how do I receive the Holy Spirit? The Bible says, resist the devil. I gotta turn to God and then He'll flee. So if there's unforgiveness, if there's bitterness. If there's pain, if there's hurt, that's devil. That's devil. You can be a Christian and the devil still have a grip on you a little bit. I got to forgive. I got to let go of that bitterness. I got to turn. I wouldn't get a shirt that says that's devil, but it's just a, it's a good thought. It's a good plug. That's devil. That's flesh. Here's another verse. From then on, Jesus began to preach. Here's Jesus. Someone say Jesus. Jesus. What, what was his message? All right, a lot of people think, I love you. Why? Okay, he does. Here it is. <laughs> repent of your sins and turn to God right. for the kingdom of heaven is near. Wow. Man, if I'm going to have the spirit come into my heart, the first thing Jesus did when he started his ministry, repent, repent, turn to God. The kingdom of heaven is near. That's how he started. The second way or the second step is this. I have to believe. I have to believe in Christ. And I love it. It's just so simple. Salvation is so simple. It's not hard to find God. Transformation, a new life, a new beginning, a fresh start. It's not hard. Even for the Christian, it's not hard. To come back to God. It's not hard to step into the good plan that God has for your life. It's, it's just, we make it so hard. We, we make it, someone say believe. believe. What does this mean? Just here it is take honest inventory of your thoughts, your actions, and your life. Honest inventory. And, and when, when you get to the end of taking honest inventory of your thoughts, your actions, your life, and your ways, you will come to this conclusion that I am a sinner in need of a savior. I, I need someone to save me. I, I've tried to make it right. I, I've tried to do right. I, I pro, you know, I promise God I wouldn't do that ever again. Lord, Lord, if I do it again, take my life, right? We say stuff like that because we're trying to get to God and we're trying to do what only the spirit can do. We're trying to break that addiction. We're trying to forgive. We're trying to do all these things in our own power. Jesus is just like, believe in me. Believe in me. Ephesians 1 says this, God's purpose was that we Jews, this is Paul talking to the church in Ephesus, who were first to trust in Christ, uh, would, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, talking about anyone who is not a Jew, you're a Gentile. The good news, pay attention to me in the screen, okay? Don't, don't, be, don't be distracted. The good news that God, is that God saves you. Amen. Here it is. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. Right? Here it is. It says what? When you believed in Christ... He identified you as his own by giving you what? The, the mm. It's just belief. But Pastor, you, you just don't know what I did last night. You don't know my story. You don't know my past, man. You, you don't know my mom, my dad, my you don't know what's been in my family for generations. Hey, look, it doesn't matter. God loves you. He he shed his blood on a cross for you. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole package deal, man. It's forgiveness. It's the infilling of his spirit. And it's the promise of an amazing future. It's a good package. And all you simply have to do is believe in Christ. You're telling me I don't have to be water baptized or, or like do backflips or go, uh, pr- pr- you know, confess, you know, to a priest or confess to you after church in the lobby. Nope. I'm too tired anyway. I don't, I want to go according to scripture. That's right. That's right. You just simply have to extend your faith and say, Jesus, I make you my savior. I turn from my life of sin, my lifestyle, it's a lifestyle. You're not ever going to stop sinning, but you turn from your desire to sin and you develop an appetite and a desire for the things of God. I turn from my life of sin and I receive and I believe in you, Lord. The third step in receiving the Holy Spirit is to profess, profess. If you openly declare Romans 10 that Jesus is Lord, here's, here's your salvation moment, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So I, I got to make this profession. That's right. I got I to speak it out loud. That's right. You know, I, I, like I said, I was, um, my best friend had been inviting me to a, a Bible study. It was the start of our second year in undergrad. And he was inviting me for almost a month. And and finally, he said, um, "Just come come to the Bible study for me." I said, "Okay." So I I came, and um, it was amazing. It was—I had never seen a preacher in his twenties or heard a preacher with so much fire and conviction. And and he was wearing Chuck Taylors and white tees and Mm -hmm. and chains. I'm like, "This is so cool, man! It's awesome. I love God." You know, he wasn't like the old deacons I was raised around. And So he, he just, he made it seem relevant, but I was learning scripture. So I kept going for a few weeks, and around the fifth or sixth week of Bible study, it was only six people, he was teaching, and I remember vividly, I was sitting there in that desk, because we went from an apartment to um, the English building uh, on campus. I remember vividly, I was writing notes, and the Holy Spirit said, Today, you're going to give your life to me. And I'm like, I ain't ready for that. I ain't ready for that. But we'll see. So we st- we stood in a circle and we prayed, and the pastor asked, he said, uh, does anyone want to give your life to Jesus today? And I'm just like, get it along, hurry up. But he prayed, and I, I came out of that prayer, I'm like, I don't know what it is. I'm, this, this is happening today. It's almost like God said, this is happening today. you giving me your life. And so I called the pastor to the side, and I said, um, Pastor, today I want to give it up. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to give my life, my future to the Lord. And he said, that's awesome. Come, come in the uh, room with me again. And we prayed. We prayed. He said, repeat after me. We prayed the prayer of salvation. I repented. Made Jesus my Lord. I asked the Holy Spirit to come into my heart. Going to give you that opportunity here in about two minutes. We came out of the classroom. Guys, no lie. I wish you were there. I wish we had it recorded so I could show you. My best friends right there waiting on me on the wall. Guys, uncontrollable. I was bawling, crying. I'm like, man, I'm saved, man. I'm saved. I'm saved. Good. I'm saved, man. It feels so good. I'm saved. And and he started crying with me. Pat me on my back. We're we're walking to the car. I said, man, get off me, man. I'm saved, man. Don't touch me. But I sent in my car. I've never told this part of the story. I sent in my car. It was a '96 Maxima. Before I pulled out of campus. I cried a little bit more and I said, God, I'll follow you for the rest of my life. I don't ever want to not experience this feeling. And it was from that day forward that I I allowed him to build my life. I think that's what God is looking for. I think there are some Christians in here. You don't know if you have the Holy Spirit. There are some superheroes. You've come to church. You raised your hand. You said the prayer. But you don't know if you have the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. There are some unbelievers in here. God forbid, God forbid something happened to you today. And you have not professed Jesus as your Savior. And you wake up in an eternity separated from God. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. So, so let's not let another minute pass by. Let's do business right now. Let's give them your heart. Let's give them your heart. Could you stand to your feet? I, I want to read a quick verse real quick. Everyone okay? I, I want to read the, the fruit or the result of allowing the Holy Spirit to build your life. I'm, I'm not in any rush. I feel like the Spirit is moving. Let, let, let's go to Galatians chapter five. Just, um, you can pay attention to the screens. This is the result. This is what the spirit produces in our lives, building a great life, okay? It says this here, but this is Paul to the church in Galatia, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. I love it. Here it is. Here's a great life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and have crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, here it is, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives.